God's word is his weapon for revival and transformation of lives for his glory. Prepare your heart as you receive the word of God coming to you from Calvary Way Revival Labels. For inquiries and counsel, you can send an email to calvarywayrevivallabels at gmail.com or call 08065607999. God bless you as you listen and obey. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Let's be seated. Turn your Bible. Bibles again to Romans chapter 12. Where our team came from. Verse 1 to verse 2. Romans chapter 12. Verse 1 and verse 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. We established the foundation for presenting our bodies as living sacrifices unto the Lord in the morning section we saw that it is in view of the mercies of God which, that, which he has shown us in Christ Jesus. Out of his mercy and out of his love, he sent him to die for us. And much more than that, he also arranged our death with him so that he did not only die for us, we died also with him. And to now make it practical, to now make it experiential unto us, he now sent the Holy Spirit. So that by our cooperation with the Holy Spirit, by our, you know, when I mean, I say cooperation, I mean cooperating with him through prayers we will be able to generate the power that will enable us to live the kind of life that his mercies planned to bring us into. Now, having established that as the foundation, the mercies of God as the foundation for presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice. We are now going to concentrate on understanding what it means to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. What does it mean? 
that we should present our bodies. If you read it from some other versions of the scripture, uh, I think there are versions that use the word offer your body. Offer. The word present means to offer. The word offer is the root word from which offering came about. And you know that any time that you offer something to someone, the first thing that is established by the offering is a change of ownership. Are you following me? If somebody offers you anything, what that person is saying is, I give you this and I make you the owner of it. Sometimes it may be temporary, temporary, but we know that if it is to God that you are offering anything and you are serious and you understand who God is, you will know that the offering is permanent. Amen. I don't know whether this kind of thing has happened to you one day. You want to put your offering in the offering box and you have 1,000 naira in one pocket and 5 naira in another pocket. The old 5 naira, not the new one. Do we still have 5 naira? Eh? You know the old 5 naira is as long as 1,000 naira. So assuming that you have and you are hoping to give 5 naira because you don't have you feel that you don't have enough so you can use this 1,000 naira for some other things, maybe as a student to buy a notebook or textbook. And then as you are now getting to the offering bus, you didn't remember the particular pocket where the 1,000 naira is and the 5 naira is. So you now thought that it is in the right pocket, so you now just Put your hand with all confidence and put the 1,000 naira in the offering bus and dance your dance like other people and sit back at your uh, seat. Then as you may not discover what has happened immediately until maybe when you now have a need of the 1,000 naira and now you notice that the only thing that is remaining in your pocket is what? Has it happened to anybody here? Something like that. It may not be exactly. Has it happened? The way you are laughing shows me that it has happened. Now, assuming that you discover that that same day or the following day, how many of you will go to the priest or the pastor or the, the person in charge of the offering and say, excuse me, sir. Uh, I made a mistake when I'm you know, about to offer my money I offered the wrong one and I need my money back. You know that such a thing is not acceptable. 
Because once you give to God, what you are saying is that from now on, what I have given to God belongs to God. I have offered it. I have presented it unto him. So it is no, no longer my own. Are you getting that? Now, look at one danger about a living sacrifice. Because if it is a dead sacrifice that you are to offer your body as. Eh? You know, that would have been easy. Because what I mean is, the Bible says we should offer our bodies as living sacrifice. That is to say, you are still going to be alive when you offer your body. If it is to be a dead sacrifice, it means that at the point of the offering, that is when they will do what? Kill you as an offering to God. Sacrificed. Are you following me? That was what God asked Abraham to do concerning Isaac. You remember? He asked him to go and sacrifice his only son as a dead sacrifice. And he went in obedience. And when he was about to kill that boy, God said, you have killed him in your heart. You know, God looks at the heart. God knew that if he did not stop him, that boy would have been a dead person. So God counted it as done. Because God knew that it was only by his intervention that the action did not complete. That was why God believed and um, blessed him. Because God assumed that he has finished the killing. That's a dead sacrifice. Now, it would have been easy because as you are now, if you are to offer yourself as a sacrifice unto God that should be killed, it's very easy for you to say, Lord, here am I. And when you are saying, here am I, something will be telling you, after all, what do I have? You are not getting what I'm talking about. Eh? Now, <laughs> it's a different thing that Somebody like you can say, take my life and let it be. I offer myself. I take over. Take over everything. Kill me. Now, but what if this young man eh, is um, a dollar billionaire? You didn't hear me. Amen. There are two kinds of billionaires. Naira billionaire and what? Dollar billionaire. So what if he's a dollar billionaire? Do you think it would be easy for him to say, like you are now, what do you have? What do you think you have? <laughs> Amen. Now, that's where the matter will become difficult. Because even as we are talking about offer yourself whatever you are, Offer it to God as a living sacrifice. You can say, Lord, but you will not understand what you are doing because every living thing grows. Are you getting it now? 
every living thing you have 1000 naira now to bring out a tithe of 100 naira is difficult what of when it will become 1000 dollars you know you can grow to that extent living sacrifice is not a small word what made it serious is the word what living because if you say lord take my life now i offer it as a living sacrifice number one is that is a sacrifice so once it is a sacrifice offered the ownership has been what settled you are no longer the owner but where the danger is going to come to you tomorrow is what by the time you are graduating what costs banking and finance and then you know by divine making or working you just find yourself as a staff in world bank you like that kind of thing now <laughs> you know that if you get such an appointment what is the natural reaction that you are going to have eh? you will begin to rejoice and say hallelujah and then people are telling you congratulations and all of that you are very happy that you have gotten a now but when you check the reason why you are rejoicing you are rejoicing because you believe that the money that you'll be earning is your own. Forgetting that a sacrifice. Oh, are you getting it now? The day you say, I am a sacrifice, I offer myself as a sacrifice, God took over, God is the owner, you are declaring that whatever I am, whatever I have belongs to you. Then tomorrow, as you are growing because you are a living sacrifice, that's where we have problem in Christianity today. Especially the young people, as you are young like this, you can easily kabash. I can see the way you are, you know, leading us in, in prayer and we are praying by the time you become the governor's wife will you still be leading us in prayer like this and we should be praying at that point you in fact am i even saying governor's wife bishop's wife governor's wife is too far by the time you become the bishop's wife hmm? Will you still remember that all I am and all I have has been offered unto him as what? A sacrifice. Even though because I am a living sacrifice, I have made progress. But the progress, everything about it belongs to him. It doesn't belong to me. Eh? I hope you are following me at all. I want to use another person as an example. Please come. Do you people have bike in this city running? Bike. 
So bike is running here now. Good. Now, you're a student of what? A boy in state university. Okay. Now, do you think that this brother has a problem entering bike to move around in the city? Eh? They say he wants to go to fellowship. And um, he needed to enter a bike. Do, will he have any problem? He just come out and bring down one bike and enter and zoom off. No be so. <laughs> Which course are you reading? Economics. Now, assuming because he is a living sacrifice and every living thing grows and he now having been offered to God as a sacrifice he now come to the point where he has become a professor of economics and the Lord needed him somewhere and he touched the first car the thing spoiled Second car, spoil. And the only option is a bike. Professor. <laughs> On a bike. Oh God. Are you getting what I'm talking about now? At that time, you will notice that he's saying, God, you know, it's not as if I don't want to actually. Because he will add actually. Go. But, you know, somehow, the first guy is having a problem as if he doesn't know that bike can take him there. The growth has introduced a problem now in him remaining someone that belongs to God. This is the problem we are having with God in Christianity. Before you became what you became, you were a humble author. Eh? Giving people seats. You are cleaning the fellowship. Arranging seats. Cleaning the toilet. Serving people. As a sacrifice. Because my time and everything belongs to him. I have given up everything to him. Sometimes it may not even be that you have become something big in the world. It may even be in the ministry. Eh? You are not getting what I'm saying. Assuming that your own is a pulpit ministry. When you are a church teacher, you are cleaning seats, arranging, and all of that. But when they now say his lordship or his grace, that's the way they used to start the thing. His grace, I think his grace, comma. Where is our auger? <laughs> you should come and help us here. Now, by the time you come to that point, you notice that something is making it difficult for you to as if you are no longer a sacrifice. 
I hope you are not afraid of presenting your bodies. Okay, some of you will want to have the bodies presented as a dead sacrifice so that you just don't anything, you just let me offer this and go to heaven. How many of you want dead sacrifice offering? Come out, let me pray for you so that you will die now and be offered to heaven. Do you understand what I'm saying now? That's better. <laughs> because this living sacrifice will grow. How many of you want to be small? Oh, inside the heart of every normal human being. Mark my word carefully. Normal. There is this desire not to be great, but to be very great. He is put there by God. Are you getting me? Because God didn't create man to be small. He actually created man to be a king. Adam lost it. He restored it back through Jesus. Revelation 1.5 He said, he has made us kings and priests. So, we are not created to be small. That's why you will never be satisfied if you are small. You keep on desiring that I need to grow. I need to rise. Do you understand it now? Now, because you must grow, when you are saying, Lord, I present myself to you as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, you should be you know, aware and be conscious. You should you know, be clear to you that this will require you continue to remain his as you grow. Okay, let me try to press on before I press on on the ownership or transfer of ownership before I press further on the issue of the living aspect of the sacrifice. If you offered your fowl, you know, in the denomination where a good number of you came from, there are sometimes you may want to come for thanksgiving. You will be given a specification. One of the occasions is that if you are coming for Thanksgiving of a maybe child delivery, you have a, had a baby, you must come with something that is breathing. How many of you are aware of that? I know because this is where I also belong, I, where I grew up. You can't come with seat or with a shear or with a, a pulpit. No matter how costly what you are coming with is, nobody will take you serious. I, th I think I'm correct. You must come with something that is alive to show that God delivered you from death. Do you understand? That's the significance of that. Now, as we now, you now, you know, came with a fowl. And you presented the fowl to God. And the priest or whoever that is in charge receives it on behalf of God. And you rejoice and went back home. And then as you are getting home, 
you discovered that the same file you offered to God is now in the custody of your neighbor. You are not getting what I'm saying. Your neighbor, I'm not talking about even flat neighbor. This one is, you know, public yard. Let me use public yard. Uh -huh. This is your, let's say, two rooms. And this is your neighbor's two rooms. And this is the other person. So, ah. And it's not as if they did going, 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 gone. You know that kind of uh, trying to sell the thing so that somebody can buy it over. They didn't do it. You are sure that it was not done. It, and you, you are like, first of all, when you cited the file, you are like, is this the file? It's the same color, but I can't believe that. Then, until you now look closely, and notice that the rope you used to mark the, the file is there. Showing and confirming that this is exactly your farm. I think you have to go to the priest. Eh? And ask him, how come the farm I offered to the Lord is in my neighbor's house? Are you following me? When you offer something to God, what you have said to God is, this is your own. It is up to God to decide, I will kill this fowl, or I will dash it to your neighbor, or I will throw it away. Whatever God is going to do to this offering you have given, is this supposed to concern and bother you? Ah. This is a matter of those of you that are sharp and smart, you are getting to the point that they, there is a matter here. God, take me! I, I offer myself to you. And as you Say, God, take me and I offer my... God say, I receive the offering. And you are expecting that in two years or five years, that God will... Let's say you offered yourself as a minister to serve God full time. And then you are expecting that God in two years, three years, five years, or 20 years will shoot you out. Maybe when you are saying, God, take me, you had it as a hidden motive somewhere. That this is actually what I'm expecting God to do. Do you tell God what to do with what you have offered to him? Oh, you are not getting me. If you try that, it means you have not offered it to God. You gave God something and you want to tell God how to use what he, you gave him. No, you are not a sacrifice yet. If you give it to God and say, take my life. I offer it to you as a sacrifice. Then what you are saying is, God, whether I live or I die, what you want to do with it, see, you know, this is where the, there is a problem. 
you want to be great. And then when you offered yourself to God as a sacrifice, now God decided that you will be small. <laughs> but what you want it to be what? To be great. But God said no. I want you to be small. How many of you like that? Does God has right to decide that concerning the offering that has been offered to him? Does he even have right to kill you? You know, sometimes when some people of God die like this, we used to ask questions. But why did God take this person? Father, there's one I saw recently. I was listening to the man's message. He was touching my life. And I was like, I stopped at the time. I said, asking God, why will you have to take away this man? Eh? You should have kept this man alive. It's like asking somebody that owns a phone. Why will you have to put Bible in this phone? Doesn't the owner has right to do with his own what he wants? You are not answering me because the thing is touching you somewhere. If you be honest, the owner has right. You know, I think we need to translate some of our Igbo songs to good English songs. It has not been done. Igbo language has beautiful songs that we are yet to get to English. I'm sure that I have not had the translation of this one in English. Where am Where am Have you had it in English? So let's sing it in English now. Take me, Lord. Use me. Do what you like. I give you myself. Oh, Lord. Take me. Do what you like. Take me. Take me. Do what you like. I give myself to you. Oh, Lord. Take me. Do what you like. Are you sure? Uh, are you sure that if you want to start using you to do what he like, you will not protest? And say, hey, this is not what I, I, I meant when I was, you know, saying you should use me. Uh, I didn't say you should kill me. What I said, you should use me. <laughs> uh, when I hand my life over to you, what I meant is not that you should just you know, keep me in the village like that. And you will not, you know, bring me out and, you know, advance me. That's where the problem is. You see, a, a sister who said, Lord, take me, use me and do what you want. The same sister, after singing that song and saying that, you will come and say, this is my final year and I must marry before I graduate. In fact, at least that introduction has to be done first. So that, you know... Have you had that kind of thing before? 
You are still the one that is trying to plot the graph of your life. You know, life against time. That's a graph, isn't it? Eh? By the end of one year, graph is one. And it, it is measured in years. That's the timeline. By the end of one year, this is where I should be. So God, when I say use me, what I mean is that you should follow this graph that I have plotted for you. So I hand over the graph. As I hand over my life to you, I give you what? The graph. At age 26, I have finished giving birth. So when you finish saying, I give you my life, I present myself as a sacrifice to you. You are the owner of this sacrifice. And God, you know, one thing about God is that he is, he is God. That's the one we used to sing. You are not just big. You are not just large. So, you just, sometimes people are making noise and saying, this God, this God, he will, he will not talk to you. He will just be there. I think he has higher things he's, he's uh, thinking about than you. And then, by the time you are there, 26 years pass, no marriage yet. But according to the graph, you have finished uh, giving birth. And then you enter that. And the worst is that the only kind of people that are saying, I want to marry you are, they wish. <laughs> <laughs> Drunkards and unbelievers. You know, when they look at us, they say, hey, hey, sister, I'm looking for wife. Oh. Can you follow me? Be my wife. I go visit your family in the next month. And you'll be asking yourself, what is the problem? You will attend not just wedding of the people you are their seniors in secondary school, but their child education, first one, second one. <laughs> and you see, let me tell you, if you are to really wait upon the Lord at his own time, because what people do is that by the time they wait, 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 and it's like God is delaying, is not coming forth, they will generate something. Are you getting it? They will make out something. Hmm? There, is, there, is always way, there is always a way of finding your way. I hope you know that. Ah. If you understand what the apostle is he said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, remember that somebody died for you. Oh, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14 and 15, he said, that he died for us. Let's read it. So that we will no longer live for ourselves, but live unto him who died for us. And rose again. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 and verse 
15. If you are there, you can help us read quickly. The love of Christ constrained us. Uh -huh. We thus judge. If one died for all, then we are all dead. He died for all. So that those who live should not henceforth live unto themselves. And all, but unto him which died for them and what? What's the meaning of that? What does it mean to live for one to live for himself? What does it mean for one to live for somebody? To live for yourself is to live according to what you like. The major problem that God has with man from the beginning is that he created man with a will. So man has eh, the ability to choose to rebel against God or to choose to submit to God. That was how he created man. If he has created a man that has no will, like the angels, that's the difference between a man and an angel. If an angel is worshipping God now, and say, I praise God, holy, 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 excuse me, the truth is that the angel has no other thing to do other than to... They are just created. They don't even think about not worshipping. Are you getting it? But man, before a man, we worship God and praise God and do what God wants. That man has to exercise his will and say, I want to pray. This is what I want to do now because God wanted me to pray. So I am praying. Are you getting it now? That's the difference. And that is why when you praise God, when you have difficulty or circumstances that are you know, negative or adverse around your life, that is when God is glorified the most. Eh? Because it's a natural thing for everybody, including unbelievers, to praise God for promotion. But who praises God for demotion? Who praises God? Paul says, we glory in our sufferings. Who praises God? Who glories in that which is negative? When the Bible says rejoice always, and if you don't hear the first one, let me say again, rejoice. Always means all the time. You need to exercise your will to rejoice when there is nothing that is showing that you should rejoice. Are you getting it? So, that is what distinguished man. And that is why if truly you will understand that Jesus died for us 
so that we will no longer live for ourselves. That is to say, we have option to still live for ourselves. If I want to live myself for myself, I will choose to do what I want to do. The mercy he has shown me is that he died in my place. That is to say, I'm not even supposed to die at all, um, to live at all. Because I, the Bible says, all have sinned and has fallen short of the glory of God. You know the Bible says something like that. Romans 3.23. And when you move to Romans 6.23, he said, the wages of sin is death. And if all have sinned, what is the wages of all? All should die. Then instead of all dying, one man died for all. And why did he die for all? So that those who will live will no longer live to please themselves. Live to do what they want or what they like, but to please him who died for them and rose again. I used to illustrate it with the story of maybe two brothers or maybe two twins, uh, a twin that one committed an offense and the law has said he will die and declared the date. The judge has judged him. And then the one that, is, that did not commit an offense you know, will come and say, I want to die for you. Eh? I want to negotiate with the judge and the government so that they will release you and kill me. And he's excited. Oh, what a love. I didn't know that you love me like this. Yes, I love you. But I want you to live for me when I have died for you. Eh? What does it mean to live for me? I want to read uh, engineering, but you want to read medicine. Now, you are in year one medicine already. And I am still taking jam for engineering. Are you following me? You know, passion can be strong. I hope you know that. That's why, you know, I disciple several people by God's grace. And one of the things I have learned from God is to respect people's will. Eh? When a brother said, I have seen a sister, I don't play with that statement. I have seen a sister, I will, I will marry. Or maybe I have prayed and God is leading me to sister. Whether God is leading him or not, does not. All I know is that of all the sisters around he has been seen, this one has entered into his heart. If you are foolish, you will be making effort to discourage him from marrying that sister. And when you finish making all the effort, you will notice that if you insist, he will still marry her. I have discovered by experience that human will can be very strong. I, I get it. In fact, there is a way you will speak, the person will see you as an enemy. Enemy of what? Progress. And then he will start praying for and die prayer for you. Oh, you are not getting me. <laughs> this is what we have seen. There was a case where, you know, a brother and a sister, you know, are doing fasting and prayer. 
Oh God, change the heart of our disciples so that he will agree and approve this marriage. They say they entered into a period of fasting and prayer. That's how it can be. The human will. Now, this is his passion, engineering. You see, Mason, I don't, you know, how many of you know I'm a lecturer? I was lecturing my students um, on Thursday. Is it Thursday or Wednesday? I don't have the two. This week. And um, I think it's Thursday, the final years. And uh, that's UNN, engineering, electronics. And I was telling them something. What was I telling them? That's what I was telling them. Let me know what in my head. It was, you know, assuming that you are to be a lecturer. He said, oh, no, 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 no. I said, ah, you don't want to be a lecturer. He said, yes. What do you want to be? Business people. Yes, sir. <laughs> I didn't know that, you know, hatred for lecturing has become so established in the heart of students. Maybe they have understood that in this country now, you know, civil servants, you know, are the, 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 the less privileged. <laughs> the less privileged ones. So when you want to help the less privileged, just look for civil servants around you. No, that's the truth. Anybody who is entering university now or anything now, and you are hoping to get a job and start going to, you better start planning for business you are going to do. No, I, 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 I talk to believers. Even, even when you are a civil servant, how can you survive? How can you succeed? It's so difficult. Because the same thing they are paying you when one cup of gari is 20 naira is what they are paying you when the cup of gari is 120 naira. The same thing. Even when they say they are implementing minimum wage, what do you think? They will increase the thing and increase tax. And use tax to cut off every increment. What, what, what will you do? They did nothing. So they are the less privileged. And so when the brother now died for his brother, that one now became free. And he said, please, I hope you got what I'm saying. These are the reasons why I want to be an engineer. I want to, you know, as a civil engineer, work on our road, do this, do that. Will you do that? Ah, my brother, if you can only die for me, what will stop me from, uh, you know, ah, even the fact that you say that you will die for me, is enough for me to, ah, ah. And then the brother died on his behalf, and he became free. First of all, let me ask, the life that he's living now, is he his own? Who is the owner of that life? That's the first thing. I said sacrifice, anytime you hear it, just remember change of ownership. The life you have is not your own. It's the life of the one that died for you. The life you have, the time you have, is not your own. Even the money that you have, and as a living sacrifice that you will have, 
Are you understanding now? The one you have now is as if you are a dead sacrifice. But you know you are not dead. The thing will increase tomorrow because you are a living and a growing sacrifice. If you are following me well, let me see you. Oh, that's great. God is changing people today. Am I correct? It's a betrayal of trust. For this young man, instead of going to read engineering, to say, ah, has he not died? Waiting concern me with medicine. I beg, uh, engineering. I beg, let me continue my you know, second year. You know, he was in year one before he was arrested. Let me continue my medicine. Has he not died? What can you, can you do? The dead is dead. Make I continue what I want to do. The will of man can be very strong. So, the first thing to deal with, the first thing to deal with when you talk about sacrifice is your will. Your will, what you want. If you have not settled that the will of God is my will, both now, tomorrow, and in the future, you have not yet sacrificed your life. You have not yet sacrificed your body. Let's read a scripture. Hebrew chapter 10. Hebrew chapter 10. I would like us to read it from verse 5. Hebrew chapter 10 from verse 5. Is there a new international version in the house? NIV. Any version like that? Can you read it for us? Yes. When Christ came into this world, what happened? There is something that he said. Listen. Wait now. When Christ came into this world, he said something. And the book of Hebrews 10 verse 5 captured it. I don't think that if you read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and um, John, that you will see exactly where he said this. But thank God, who knows how to preserve his word? He said, and what did he say? Sacrifice and offering he did not desire. He said to God, Oh God, I have come to discover that your worry is not sacrifices and offering. Wait a you know why? Before he arrived, men have been what? Offering sacrifices. And, ah, do you remember Solomon? After he was made a king, what did he do? He went to a place they call a high place in Gibeon and offered 1,000 sacrifices. Yes. He said to God, I have come to discover that 
it is not sacrifices and offerings that is your problem. Yes. But a body you prepared for me. But you have prepared a body for me. Uh-huh. Verse 6. Yes. In burnt offerings and sin offerings, you have taken no delight. In both burnt offering and sin offering, is he repeating the same thing here? Then I say, behold. Wait, wait. wait. Now, look at what is, is happening here. He came to discover that this is not what God is looking for. And then he now said, having discovered what God is looking for, what did he say? Behold, here I am, uh-huh. coming to do your will, O God. To fulfill what is written of me in the volume of the book. Thank you. I think I'm okay. He said, Behold, here am I. Oh God. I present my body to you as a living sacrifice. To do what? To do your will. That is to say, you will take me and use me and do what you want. And you see, when he offered himself like that to God, God said, what I actually want to do with your body is to kill it. That's my will. In Gethsemane, Jesus was praying a prayer. Please listen carefully. He was praying a prayer. His prayer in Gethsemane it's not because he was afraid of death. No. He was not afraid of death. The greatest fear he, he has in Gethsemane was, I want to be sure that this death is in line with the will of God for my life. I want to be sure before I give myself to it. Oh God, is that what you want? So he was checking, is there no other way you can save man if I don't die? Can, can't this be achieved any other way? Must I drink this cup before man will be saved? Am I sure that this is exactly what you want for my life? It was serious. It took him three hours to pray and pray until he was completely sure. And the moment he was sure, he said, Father, if this cup will not pass from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. If you read it with King James, King James says, I come to do your will, O God. I come. The reason why I came is to do your will. I don't know why others came. Eh? I don't know why you came here. Only you know. What brought me from Enugu to Abakaleke was that when I got this invitation, I went to the one I offered myself as a living sacrifice. And I asked him, is it your will that in these days I should be in Abakleke with these people in this conference? 
I'm not interested in preaching. There are many preachers. Oh, you are not getting Jesus. Are you getting what I'm talking about? He says, sacrifices and offerings has been dear. God is not interested. It's not about doing something religious. It's about whether what you are doing is what you were created, written in the books concerning you. Oh, are you following me at all? When I was a youth copper, I was a youth copper in um, 2006 stroke 7. I prayed a prayer and I said to the Lord, what do you want me to do after I finished my youth service? What do you want? Because I know you know, I was praying that prayer because I was conscious that I am a living sacrifice. My life has been offered. So, I don't want to do what I want anymore. Like Jesus, I know that it's not about saying to God, God, don't worry. Eh? I will sponsor your gospel. Eh? I'm going to travel to U.S. and get dollar. When I come back, eh, I will push your kingdom. You know, somebody can desire that kind of thing. I will go abroad and study masters. Oh, the will of man is strong. I will keep saying it until I finish this message. Human will. Very strong. The reason why some people normally surrender to the will of God is when they struggle, 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 put your hand in this one, they will think scatter. You come out and say, put your hand in this one. That one scatter. You came back again. Put on the other one. The other one scatter and gave you a wound. And then you come back and say, Thy will be done. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. Teach me because I've not learned it. Oh, teach me from my heart. To say, oh, that will be done. That's what normally, for you, for, it's very rare. I don't know why. So many believers, so many Christians professing the, you know, but just few. Just few. If you talk, talk about marriage now, marriage, you know, many of you are interested in marriage, especially the ladies here. The young guys are like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Man, one, one need to have something before you talk about marriage. But you are thinking it's not the same with these ladies that are here. You know, it's not. It's not. You know, some of you are just waiting for one phone call that is consistent. <laughs> consistent what? Uh-huh. I say to God, not my will, but what? Your will. Sometimes you see people say, Lord, I want to do your will. I want to do your will in marriage. And then one sincere brother prayed and received that it is this sister and heard from God and it is true. And then he now went to the sister and said, Sister, I have prayed, though, 
and I feel the Lord is leading me to marry you. Number one is that he doesn't have a car. Number two is that he doesn't have a good work. He's a primary school teacher. Excuse me, brothers that are teaching in primary school, they are not worthy of marriage, okay? They should not marry. Or nobody, no brother should teach in primary school. No woman brother. <laughs> eh? We should leave unbelievers to teach primary school students. <laughs> Now you see, some sisters will say, okay, I have heard you, I will think about it. Some will say, I will pray about it. But most times, they don't pray anything. In fact, after you finish talking, we say, hmm, there's nothing that one will not see in this world. We are, wherever people just come, they will come to me and say, hey, look at this one. Hey, can you imagine? A brother was telling me a terrible experience he had with a sister. Terrible experience. Having sincerely prayed and received that it was this sister, he went and proposed to the sister. And the sister, you know, said to him, after she finished praying, I have finished praying, and I am 100% sure that you are my husband. But let me tell you, I will not marry you. Why will you not marry me? I will not marry you because you don't have anything. You are not up to my test. No, she didn't add that one. I'm the one adding that one. <laughs> but that was what she has in mind. And now, to confirm what she's saying, she went and married an unbeliever in the presence of that brother. Oh Lord, I want to do your will, your will in marriage. Lord, I will do your will. Hey, I hope you are sure. <laughs> I hope you are sure. There are some people that we propose to some sisters. They don't even pray. They just say, uh, I have finished. Let's go. Let's what? Go. When are you coming to see my people? Sharp, sharp. A sister said, I was expecting a man that is tall because I know I'm not tall. Eh? And it was a very short. say that. <laughs> she said that she, she naturally likes big things, including big human beings. 
And now look at God bringing a small size human being to be her husband. She said to me, because she let her pray and struggled and struggled and struggled and finally submitted and said, God, let your will be done. So she was now telling me that this is her journey in this matter. That God really humbled her. Very few people can drop their will and do the will of God. Many people can open their mouth because any human being that can talk can say anything at any time. Oh Lord, I surrender all. I give you everything. Did you hear me, Lord? I say what? Take my life. Do with my life what you want. And God said, eh? Okay. Can I start? The first touch. Eh? <laughs> when I say you should do with my life what you like, I didn't mean that you should just handle me like that. Eh? Don't just handle me, you know. I, I, I say you should take my life and do, but at least you should understand what I mean. There are things I have in plan. You should follow them. I prayed and said, God, what do you? And God said, I want you to be a lecturer. And for you to be a lecturer, you have to go straight and do your master's. Where? Abroad? No. Go back to the school where you did your first degree. Now, if you understand the implication of what God is saying, you will think that God hated me by telling me that. But that's true. In the department I did my first degree, there are people that we are doing their masters and we know them. When, they, when we are in year one, we graduated, they are still doing their masters. Five years, six years. And this is the same department God is saying I should go and what? Line up. That is being the queue. I prayed and said, God, what do you want? God said, that's what I want. Go. I said, God, I hope you reason at all. <laughs> do, you, do you reason at all? Did you see these people? I was mentioning their name because I know that some of them are our brethren. Did you see them that they have been there for how many years and they have no, the same master? You have nothing. I say, God, if it is that you want me to be in that location for maybe ministry or other things, permit me to go to a school I knew. There is a school I knew then that can do the masters in one year. Let me go there, do it one year, and return down to that. If it is being in that city that you wanted. You know, when I was talking like that, he didn't talk again. God is not a talkative. Sometimes once he tells you what he wants, he will just watch you to see what you will do. I called my disciple. Many of you don't have disciples or disciple. 
The man that God led me to that was discipling me, I called him and said, Sir, look at what I am hearing from God. But help me to shake because it's not reasonable. Look at it, look at it, look at it. Please help me to pray. And you see, my disciple is one person I can vouch for that hears from God. I, I know that if he tells you that this is what God is saying, you should be able to believe that. And he told me that he will pray. When he finished praying and I was talking with him, he said, Chede, that thing you said that you heard from God is actually from God. When he said that, you know, such a thing can make somebody to faint or to collapse if you are still struggling with the will of God. Because this is like, God, why are you interested in delaying my life? Slowing down my life? Eh? And then you forgot that there are some that we even come out and they say, Lord, what do you want? Missionary to Congo. Don't even do masters. Your own is what? Missionary to... Did I say U.S.? Because many of you will like going to U.S. as what? A missionary of the Lord. U.S. what? Missionary. Are we not sure that or are we sure that it's not dollar missionary you are going to be instead of soul missionary I have to come down and even to register for the masters to register was a problem because when you carry your file and put here they will be waiting for you to give them bribe to, for them to do what the government is paying them to do. And then I came to the department. I met the head of the department. He asked me, what are you looking for? I said, I came to do my master's. I said, please, we are not taking master's students this year. We have a lot of, uh, you know what they call backlog. Eh? Back, backlog of masters over over the years i'm going to write to the pg school we are not taking any master student this year let's see whether we can graduate he was very as he as he saw me i was very furious so get away from here <laughs> and uh, but i know i heard from god i went back because they don't mind him Finally, when I got that admission, for you to know that God does not want to destroy our lives, He actually wants to bless our lives by doing His will. Let me tell you something. If God can find one man that are ready to do His will, truly, He will always like to, you know, do great things around that man so that He will teach others by his life and example that doing his will pays. I'm sure you get what I said now. That was what he did. One reason why many master students 
are not graduating was that a whole department like that does not have a professor. So, do you know what was happening? As I was registering my master's, one man left a State University here and came to Unisic. And fortunately, the man was a believer. The man is a believer. And he said that God spoke to him that he should resign from Ebony State and come to the department in Unisic. And when he came to the department, this man became the savior. I finished my master's 18 months on the dot. On the dot. When I say on the dot, the date was 12th April. The other date was 12th. That's 18 months, which is one and a half year. They prescribe year you must do your master's for part-time. The minimum. And started my PhD. And in three years again, I became a doctor. After one and a half year, immediately I started three years' journey. And after three years again, I mean, it was not more than three years. Are you following me at all? The, the way that he wanted to lead me was very dark. There was no light. So if I have used my head to shake and to judge, I would have missed it. No wonder Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your steps. Steps. Step by step. Sacrifice. That is living. People say to me, ah, you are very lucky. You are very fast. A lot of young people have said, you are very lucky, you are very fast, you are this and that. <laughs> I want to be like you. I say, you don't know what you are saying. I'm not lucky. I'm not fast. I just, I'm just a sacrifice. Eh? That is following the owner of this sacrifice. What he wants. I surrender. I was in my office as a lecturer in UNF. And one woman that was having problem with her, her son was having problems, she came around. Her son has been telling him about Dr. Des, Dr. Des. So when she entered my office, she said, You are young. I said, Woman, do you mean that? <laughs> That's the way, can I remember what I asked him? Okay. You mean that I am young or I am looking young? She said, you are looking young and you are young. <laughs> you have demonstrated it the way she said it. I said, my son, have you telling me about Dr. Desa, Dr. Desa? I was expecting to see one uh, 
Now you be. <laughs> oh God. And uh, I didn't spend three years as a lecturer. I was made head of department. Head of department. Protocols were broken. Because God had a sacrifice. And there are things he wants to do with this uh, sacrifice. So he wants to give this sacrifice some experiences. So he kept breaking protocols here and there. In fact, if you know what they call confirmation in civil service, that's uh, regularization, that's confirmation. Now confirmation is when they confirm you, you're now a permanent staff. I have not been confirmed as a staff before I was made the head of the department. It was as a head of department that I called my secretary, an old woman, old enough to be my mother. I said, come, come, come. My sec, go and get my confirmation letter from the personnel. And she said, yes, sir. Do you like it? If you like it, then you must from your heart say to the Lord, not my will. I didn't say from your mouth. What did I say? From your heart. At every point in time. At every stage. Because you are a living sacrifice. Even when you seem to be growing. The problem that many of us are having is the problem of Oh, I want to achieve this. I want to, by now, somebody who graduated should have been doing this, should have been doing that, I should have been here. But have you forgotten that you are a sacrifice? And so, so many believers are not satisfied with the will of God. They don't delight. David in Psalm 40 said, I delight. That is, it, it's my pleasure. To do your will. And Jesus said, I come to do your will. Sacrifices and offerings are many. So many people are ready to offer. In fact, some people are ready to go and make this money and then come and build a church. Eh? Some of the money or money is that people are donating for church building projects, for uh, all of these uh, projects in the work of God, even the one they give to man of God, woman of God, prophet, prophetess, the truth is that God said sacrifices and offerings are not interested. Your we is what I have come to do. What do I want as a person? I want to be a businessman. Make money. And sponsor the work of God. And God said, no. What I want for you is that you should be a frontliner in the work of God. Your life, your time, and everything about you should be there. There are some sisters that said, I will never marry a pastor. I will what? You know why they are saying that? 
they have seen some pastor's wife. How they are suffering and, you know, and all of that. And they are saying this to themselves. So this is what I will... So if any man is coming around and say, eh, I want you to marry me. Say, Excuse me, sir. What are you doing for... What are you... What, what's your... I'm a pastor. Okay. Oh, you're a pastor. Okay. I have heard you, sir. I've heard you. You know, I will think about it. Now lie. You have finished the thinking before the proposal. You are not thinking anything. Establish stronghold in the mind. We never allow this will of God to be done. Can we read a verse? John 6, 38. John 6, verse 38. John 6, 38. Yes. I have come down from heaven. Jesus is talking here now. Not to do my own will. But the will of him who sent me. Thank you, sir. Now, Jesus said, I have a will. I'm not a robot. I know what I want. Excuse me, don't you know what you want in life? I know. Ah! <laughs> I have a will. If, I, if she gets a proposal from a fine-looking tall, handsome young man, a businessman in Texas, USA. A brother born again, tongue speaking, Holy Ghost field, and dollar field. Texas, US. What do you think she will do? Um, excuse me, sir. You mean that you will marry me. Did I hear you say you want to marry me? Okay. Uh, I will give you answer tomorrow. <laughs> to what? Tomorrow. She will give, tell you the exact date. <laughs> oh God. My brother was sharing with me a problem he has with a particular sister. The sister has held him at ransom for nine months now. He proposed in January. And the young lady was doing like this. After some time, say, I'm still praying. In fact, you are not the will of God. And the brother said, Is it God that told you this or you? She said, Let me pray again. <laughs> <laughs> you are not the will of God. It's not going to work. Nine months. I said to the brother, The truth is that this sister doesn't like you. If she likes you, Eh? When I say she doesn't like him, like she doesn't like not just him as a person, but maybe the circumstances surrounding him. He's a teacher. You know this teacher of a thing. Not even a government school, private school. <laughs> if it's somebody that maybe 
is riding a jeep, fine-looking jeep, and a known shell worker working in Shell or Chevron or ExxonMobil or Total. Do you think that she will hold the proposal for nine months and be playing like this? This sacrifice. Tell your neighbor, sacrifice. Second Chronicles 16:9 said, The eyes of the Lord are running to and fro the earth to show himself strong on behalf of him whose heart is perfect towards. God, whose heart is perfect towards God. Who among you tonight will take a stand and say to God, first of all, I present my body. Jesus said, a body you have prepared for me. When I'm going to uh, uh, talk or when I'm going to come back, uh, tomorrow, in the last section of the message I'm going to be preaching, we'll be looking at presenting your body. Because we have not... Have we, talk, have, we talk, have, have we talked about body now? No. Tomorrow we are going to deal with presenting your body. We are talking about sacrifice and living sacrifice today. But we are now going to talk about the body. Where does the body come in? Because it is this body you will use to do the will of the Father. But generally, can you with your heart say to God, take my life and use me as you want. I offer it to your glory. Whatever you want to do with my life, wherever you want to take me, whatever you want to do, my time is no longer my time, it's yours. Eh? My money and my future money because I am a living sacrifice. So when I say my money is your money, I'm not just referring to 20 naira in my pocket today, but 20 million or billion that will be there tomorrow as a living sacrifice. I surrender, I submit, whether now as I am still small or tomorrow as I will grow, being a living sacrifice. I surrender all to you. Rise on your feet and let's present that to God for those that are sincerely willing to do so this evening. Tell God why you are here at the altar. Tell him why you came out and what you came out to do. He sees and knows your heart. If truly you are speaking from your heart, will you tell him to take this offering, the offering of your body, as a living sacrifice, and do with this body what he wants to do with it, how he wants to handle it, because he's the owner. Will you surrender and stop complaining that your time is not going the way you plan, or your life is not going the way you planned? That by now you should have been here. Will you say to the Lord, It's not all about me anymore. It's all about you. I give you all. I yield.
I give this sacrifice to you. My body, my time, my money, both now and in the future, as a living sacrifice. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I want to pray for you. Tonight, O oh Lord, there are some offerings that are before you. Not the offering of gold or silver. Not the offering of material things, but offering of lives. That have realized that the life they have now is not their own. Because somebody died for them. And they are saying, I will no longer live for myself, but for him who died for me and rose again. The Bible says, henceforth. And I pray that we grant them the grace to remember this sacrifice. Always. And live their life from now till the end of their life according to this sacrifice. They are presenting to you their bodies. Which is going to be a living sacrifice. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. That because as a living thing they must grow. As they grow. They will not withdraw this sacrifice. Rather they will continue to yield it. Unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you father. And may this word. Be established in our hearts. And in the heart of your children. In the body of Christ. So that. So many will be delivered from self-will. And like Jesus, we say, sacrifices and offerings you don't want. But I come to do your will, O God, according as it is written of me in the volume of books. So let it be unto us and unto the body of Christ entirely. That the name of our Lord Jesus will be glorified and his kingdom advance among men by this sacrifice. In Jesus' mighty name, we have all prayed. Amen. Thank you for listening. We trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our website, www.calvaryonline.org. For testimonies, counseling, and prayers, you can send an email to calvaryrevivalabels at gmail.com or call 80 Six five six zero seven nine nine nine. Could also follow us on all our social media platforms at Calvary Revival Lagos. <laughs>